up. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck him. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That goes for you and any other you motherfucking farmers want to try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's going to be consequences and Yo, what's happening? What's happening? Trey Frazier, this is Maestro Styles. Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast on barbershopsportstalkpodcast.com. Uh, we appreciate everybody for tuning in, tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You can follow myself at Maestro Styles. You can follow Trey at Trey Frazier on Twitter. You can follow me at Maestro Styles. You can follow Trey at Barbershop SBOR2. Uh, make sure you're liking the Facebook page and make sure that uh, you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, Trey, what's good, man? Man, all's well, man. Uh, glad to be on tonight, man. And we got a lot to get into. But before I go any further, man, I just want to give a quick shout out to one of our contributors to the show. Uh, some of you guys know him by fame of the prospect. Other people know him as Fane Rothstein. You can check him out on Twitter. He does all the sports betting stuff. But uh, today is his birthday. Happy birthday. So I just wanted to wish fame up at prospect or fame Rothstein a very happy birthday today, man. For and be sure. safe in those streets too, for man. For sure. For sure. Um, What's good? Hey, man. Look, uh, I want to say I want to get, you know, get the 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 i guess the negative the non-sports negatives out of the way uh rest in peace to devon mcneil he's an 11 11 year old kid who was killed in southeast over uh, on fourth of july um actually like lives pretty close to where my family you know to where my family from he went to kramer i don't know i don't know if you remember kramer but it's the middle school around the corner from my grandmother um, young football yes. player. And, yeah, he got he mm-hmm. got you know got hit in the head on some senseless some senseless bullshit Damn. that's going on in the city. Um, so I definitely want to say rest in peace and send my regards to the family. And uh, secondly, man, uh, Brianna Taylor's killers are still free, man. And I and I and I want to play my part in making sure that that's known that those cops are still on the streets. 
yep, yep. Arrest those guys, please, yeah. whoever. <laughs> yeah. Please, please. Yeah, that that's messed up what happened to the young 11-year-old kid, man. Um, I did hear some things about it. Uh, it happened last week, right? Uh, it happened Saturday. You know, they was at, Saturday. He was actually at a they was at a um uh anti-violence cookout. And okay. um on um Cedar in Cedar Gardens and um yeah, they some folks ran through, started shooting and he got hit. Damn. Damn. Yeah. yeah, shout out to the families and yeah. uh, rest in peace to the kid, man. For sure. That's, that's, that's messed up. For sure. All right. So, um, uh, <laughs> obviously, obviously, yeah. you know, because uh, uh, let me, before you, before you move on forward here, because before the Mahomes deal broke yesterday, right, mm-hmm. I was hoping that we would try to figure out, you know, what was, you know, the news story of the, you know, the sports news of the week. And I would love, I would have loved to have opened up with what's going on with these HBCUs and these kids starting to gravitate towards these HBCUs. And we'll, you know, we'll talk about that, you know, later in the show, but Patrick Mahomes just brought the hammer down with this new contract and it's got everybody talking. It's got everybody buzzing, and uh, the richest sports deal in the history of sports. Am I, am I correct about that? You yeah. are correct. Yep, yep. Uh, Ten years, five hundred and three million dollars. Mm. 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 Five hundred three, four hundred and seventy-two. I want to say is guaranteed. Um, mm-hmm. and, I mean, obviously, it's an extension. So this is actually uh, more of a twelve-year deal than a ten-year um, deal. Um, right, because it's got two years left it's got on two years the left year. on his contract. Um, yep. Look, <laughs> and 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 he stands like I, I looked at his the breakdown like as it stands right now. You know, in year eight, this Bama could make fifty nine million dollars in one year. Oh, I, I would imagine it's going to be they're going to backload some of that. And I didn't see the breakdown, but I would imagine that some of the large amounts of money is going to be backloaded into the later, later portion of the 10 year deal. Yeah. Yeah. This Bama, um, this Bama might as well, they might as well start giving him stock in the chiefs, man. (laughs) Well, everything that he's done in these two years so far, super bowl MVP, super bowl champion league MVP last year, Mm -hmm. uh, 50 touchdowns, Last uh, the previous year, his first starting, you know, full year starting. Um, I mean, the kid deserves it, man. Um, yeah. You, you know, I, I see a, I see a lot of people talking about, you know, how are the Chiefs going to build the team moving forward? And the only answer I have for that is the general manager needs to do his damn job. That's that, it. That's, that's why that's why you're the general manager. That's it. You pay guys, you pay talent like this. And obviously, other parts of your team will be compromised for that. But that's why you have draft picks. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have scouts. You know, and that's why you have people that understand the game and know what they're looking for for the next wave of talent. So, yeah. you talking I'm, about I'm, the best I'm not in the NFL. you talking about the best right. player in the NFL. Um, two years, I don't care. He's the best player in the NFL. He's certainly the best quarterback in the league. Yep. Um, and you make sure the new face of the league. Yeah, and you make sure, and you want to make sure that he's the guy. He's your 
you know, franchise player for the rest of his career. That's you know, and Absolutely. that's how you. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, I, um, I am, I am ecstatic to see what's going to happen next with uh, the likes of Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson and you know, et cetera, Cam Newton, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen for these guys because the market has. I mean, and I'm obviously. Uh, we're not talking about nobody else getting ten year deals, but we are certainly at the forty million dollar a year mark for top tier quarterbacks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I and I saw somebody try to suggest that Dak Prescott is pissed off at this thing when really in aspect, um, Dak Prescott should be happy yeah. that Mahomes got this deal because yeah. let's say he's on this franchise tag for one year. About thirty, was it thirty two, thirty three million dollars for quarterbacks? I don't remember the figure, but thirty one point four. Thirty one point four. Let's say Dak balls out, takes the Cowboys to the playoffs. They get to the title game, game. They go to the Super Bowl, and he wins the Super Bowl. How much money you think Dak Prescott gonna get per year at that point? Like I at said, that point, he's gonna be the guy that's gonna set the market again. For quarterbacks, you think he going? Uh, you think he would demand a higher number than Mahomes? If he wins the super, if he wins the Super Bowl, yes. Wow. And I'm not talking about the years per se. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. could get a brand new. He could get a six year deal that's worth three hundred and twenty million dollars. You know, that's that's almost like the average of about a little over fifty million million per year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and that's I only if he wins the Super Bowl. Sure, I, I don't know if he could, he gonna be able to push Mahomes' numbers after the Super Bowl, but but he's definitely gonna be in that. Like I said, he's definitely gonna be like if if the market is forty, and I'm not saying we you know that we we haven't determined that yet, but uh, mm-hmm. if the for, if the market is forty, he's definitely at in in you know the right situation to be like, all right, I, I want forty two, I want forty three. Yeah, this these this is a great situation for not just Dak. Yeah, but. Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. um, and, and and pretty much whichever quarterback can win the Super Bowl next year of that young group. Uh, even young. if you mm-hmm. right, if even if you want to throw in a Sam Darnold or a, a Josh Allen or a Baker Mayfield, if you want to throw those guys in the mix, then you know fine. But um, but strictly some most of the best in the league, the yeah. Sean Watson, Lamar Jackson, uh, Cam Newton on a one year deal. This isn't. This is an opportunity, and these guys should be thanking Patrick Mahomes for this because whoever can get through the Chiefs, if you're in the AFC or mm-hmm. if you're in the NFC, you you know you get to the Super Bowl and you ball out and you host that trophy, and it's a contract year, or if you're almost close to you know getting a new deal, yeah, there you go, cha ching. There you go. It's a it's a it's a win win, man. Yeah, it's a win for everybody. It's a win for every quarterback who who got an opportunity to step up and. And, and and be you know and be the uh, you know like I said the the the, the you know it's Patrick Mahomes I mean and you got to say it at this mm-hmm. point it's Patrick Mahomes and everybody else yeah yeah a question for you if you're Jerry Jones and you look at this deal from an owner's perspective knowing you got a quarterback of your own that you have yet to get to a long term deal you're pretty much not happy with yourself right if you if you're the ownership because you could have paid this guy. You, you could have gotten rid of all the nonsense, all the talking in media about Dak's contract. 
you could have gave this guy his money in the off early in the off season or even the previous off season. You could have got this guy locked to a deal, and you wouldn't have to worry about the potential of possibly paying him forty million, forty five million dollars a year. Right. Well, you got. We also got to remember, man, that we when when the rumors were going around saying that he was asking for forty million, we all kind of thought mm-hmm. that that was ridiculous. Up and you know, we all kind of thought that that was like absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like, don't get it twisted. If they were going to give him forty million, we was going to be happy for him. But we were all, or most of us, I'm gonna say we all. But I, mm-hmm. I, I can speak for. Let me speak for myself. I thought thirty-seven million, thirty-eight million was reasonable, just as long as he was being paid more than Wentz, as long as he was being paid more than golf. You yep. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was okay. Um, we, but I thought forty million, at least when I first heard it, like that's that's kind of a crazy number. But here we are, and forty million is not going to be a crazy number this time next year when Dak is when Dak is saying, "Okay, I played through my franchise tag was right. good." And here's the other important note also. The salary cap goes up for all the teams in the next coming years. So that money will be available to all of the teams. Yeah. It's not like they're going to have to make major cuts to parts of their roster just to accommodate paying the quarterback. Yeah. This salary cap's going to go up. Facts. Facts. Yeah, for certain. Yeah. Man. So, congrats to Patrick Mahomes. Congrats man. to Patrick Mahomes, man, the face of the NFL and a black man mixed whatever black man. Uh, at least had you know hey. halfway, and he, he got, got some paid. black in him, man. He got some black in him, <laughs> and he got yeah. paid, and he got paid, and he he yeah. was he Pops got was, Pops was a pretty good pitcher, man. Yeah, he got paid. He was the he is the face of the NFL, and he is compensated as such. Um, I'm with it. I am 100% yeah. with it. 100% with it. Yeah. Um, no doubt, no doubt, man. Let me say what's up to Deacon Dale and Big Care 303. We appreciate y'all what's in up? the chat room. Um, so I guess we I guess a lot of this a lot of these conversations are NFL based anyway. Um, so mm-hmm. how do you feel about the NFL's brand new gesture? Of uh, uh, having the national, the black national anthem, lift every voice and sing, played played week one. Uh, I think it's going to cause some division. And I, before I, you know, explain further, further, I just want to be clear that lift every voice and sing is a good song. It, yeah. it, it's, it's a very and good it's song. Than it's I got no issues. Banner. Yeah, I, I got no issues with the song whatsoever, but I have a problem with it from this perspective. So you're going to play Lift Every Voice and Sing, and then you're going to play the Star right. Spangled Banner. So right. you're going to have white folks, which is going to be the majority of the stadium, mm-hmm. that are going to kneel during this song. And then when the Star Spangled Banner plays, then all the black folks are going to kneel you know for the star spangled banner right and that's going to create more conversations it's going to create more diversions it's going to create division more division than you know what we're experiencing now and i just think that it's a topic that if they carry on with this that it's just not going to go away and i look i appreciate the gesture um with the nfl and not to get off on a tangent here i do appreciate 
the culture of painting Black Lives Matter in the streets in all these big cities. I, I appreciate uh, the changes within the police departments. I, I appreciate that white folks are coming out as allies and, you know, standing with us and everyone that is still marching in the streets. And, let, and let's be clear, Cats is still in mm-hmm. the streets marching and protesting. And you see less of it on TV, yeah. but it's definitely happening. It's definitely happening on the streets. That's a fact. But uh, enough with the gestures. I mean, I, I want to see some real change, man. I mean, we can start with reform with the cops and the police departments. They've done some things. I want to see some more things happen. Um, we talked about it at the top of the show. I want to see the cops that killed Breonna Taylor arrested and indicted. And come on, let, let, let's go. Like, why are we, you know, what, I mean... I'm I'm just at a point where the gestures are fine, but it's getting to a point where it's like, all right, and, and then particularly the NFL. This y- y'all have a history of doing these things, you know. When, whenever you know the black uh, fan complains about certain situations, there's always this pandering to black folk that we don't ask for. It's it's kind of like we live in a hood and we're asking for our you know our neighborhood representatives and leaders of power to put more rec centers in the neighborhoods and instead we get hookah bars we get real estate values jumping up and then people that have owned property for so many years in these neighborhoods get pushed out because of gentrification that's what that's what this thing with you know with the black national anthem this is what it is it's it's more so pandering to us instead of actually contributing to the issues that we really want resolved so i just think that all in all this is just going to create more conversation and i really i really think it's not going to last long well they say they're only going to do it week one and um yeah i it's there's it's gestures and and Mm -hmm. um i'm on the other side of it um but but i agree with you at the same time I want change, but you know what? Up in th- until you can make change happen, and even after you make change, I still want the gestures. You know why? Because we've been treated like shit for a long ass time. So I want the gestures, mm-hmm. and I want the change. And to add, and to add to, and, and and I want the conversation too. Yes, white people, you should feel uncomfortable. You, you get used to it. I want the national black national anthem play every fucking week. I don't even want to hear the Star Spangled Banner no more. I want it to be to the point where kids growing up from 2020 on think that mm-hmm. lift every voice and sing is the national anthem and not just the black national anthem, the anthem for our nation. I, I want the Star Spangled Banner abolished, re- replaced with the black Negro national anthem and and if so if you want to ge- if you want to gesture if you want to give us p- as people's gestures yeah how about we play it every single at every single game every mm-hmm. single week do that mm-hmm. that's what i yeah. want yeah and you and you made it and you made a good point uh it, they're only going to do it week 1 which kind of makes it a little worse you know what i'm saying like you just giving us just one week like if you're going to do this then just do it every single game every single week even into the playoffs and to the super bowl 
See, Why are you, you just giving us week one? You can't tell me that you understand that we've been systematically oppressed and it's wrong and all those types of things and then play this systematic oppression song to us every time we got to be at a game and then you expect us to, uh, you know, put our hands in our hearts and salute while this, uh, you know, racist-ass song is playing. Uh, like, that is, 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 that don't show me that you understand what we've been going through. We need, just like y'all starting to kick down Confederate statues and, you know, flags are being banned in NASCAR and all those things. Nah, get rid of the yeah. song. You know what the song stands yeah. for. We know what the song stands for. It's not about patriotism. Um, if, if, it's not, it's at least not about the patriotism that you say that you guys want to have now in 2020. So get rid of it. What do we need it for? Why do we need why get rid of it? Change is good and it's inevitable. I don't want to hear the Star Spangled Banner no more. I want to hear lift every voice and sing. I'm with you in a sense that they should just not play the national anthem altogether 100%. I want to make a note about this because I think this is important. The United States military pays the NFL uh, every year so that they do their ceremony uh, with the flag and everything and then you know the aircrafts fly over the stadiums and stuff like that and then they do they do the national anthem and stuff um, I would imagine that and I'm not just I'm not talking about the song per se because I think you can get rid of the song and you can still cater to the United States military at the same time. Yeah, you don't why? necessarily have to play the song. Which one if it's just about and sing? Why, do, right, why is that a patriotic song? Right, but but even if the, I'm I'm just kind of making a point here. Even if they don't play play either song, you can you can you as the NFL can still cater to the United States military if it's about not wanting to lose that revenue from the military. Um, because to me, that that's probably a hard ask of the NFL, and, and I don't know how much money they get off of that. You know, I don't know, you know, what the numbers are when it comes to that. All I know is is that when the NFL invests in something, or they're being paid to, you know, for someone's services to be rendered, it, it, it's kind of a hard thing to ask of the NFL to just say, okay, um, we're we're gonna stop taking this revenue. revenue from a particular entity, but as far as the song's concerned, they can they can scrap the Star Spangled Banner regardless of what they do as far, far as you know their dealings with the U.S. military. Um, play play, lift every voice and sing every week, every fucking every week. week until the championship, and fly and fly your planes and hold up your flag, yep. do all those things to lift every voice and sing. Why? That's I I, I understand your point. From this, from but but again, my point goes to if y'all are really about change and y'all finally realize, if you truly finally realize what you have done and the the privilege and the oppression of black people, then this is a hard this is a hard thing to do, but it's a necessary thing to do, especially in the terms of if you're talking about gestures, this is something that could be fixed easier than systematic oppression. And this would be a better gesture than this would just be a better gesture. For certain, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be the quote unquote 
black national anthem. It could just be the national anthem that caters to everybody in the country, no matter if you're white, black, Hispanic, whatever. This song can cater to everybody. Or here's the idea. How about America the Beautiful? If it, like okay, like like this 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 ain't hard. This ain't hard. Yeah. You America yeah. the Beautiful, as far as I understand, don't have no crazy racist ass lyrics in them. So why not America the Beautiful? Yeah, that's that's an easy sell. That I mean, that should be easy to make a change the, there. The Star Spangled Banner should be abolished, not only from sports sporting events, but from. Patriot, however you could delete it from being a patriotic, the song of the nation, the national anthem, I'm sorry. It needs to no mm-hmm. longer be the national anthem. If you have any respect, if you have any reverence, and you and you tell me you've learned your lesson, um, that should that should be abolished. But starting with the NFL, starting with the NBA, and major sporting people who say they understand and that Black Lives Matter, well, guess what? That is a way better gesture than it playing week one. That's just a better gesture. We would appreciate yeah, that gesture. Yeah, they they got to play it every week, man. Every week, they really do. Every week, they 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 really do, man. And if that means, but, and if you can't, and if there's some type of a contract where you have to play Star Spangled Banner, okay, that's fine. But you got to play Lift Every Voice and sing, sing before or after every game. And I don't care about your 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 racist, oppressive ass uh, insecurities while you're at the at the sporting event. Hey, don't come. But it shows you that we we got a long way to go. If they start to play this song and you know mostly everyone in the stadium is kneeling it that shows you a we got a long way to go and here's another thing man i just want to you know side note this right so they took down columbus's statue here in baltimore the other day right so they wrapped they wrapped the statue with rope they pulled it down they threw that thing in the inner harbor and i gotta tell you bruh you had some white folk out there trying to reel that thing back up from the water. Um, the rope popped the first attempt. Uh, the second attempt, they actually rented some kind of machine to recover the statue from the inner harbor. <laughs> so that that just tells you that we, we got a long way to go in, in terms of um, making changes that are necessary. Cause let's, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, that that statue, I, I could give a damn about the yeah. statue, and and especially if somebody throws it in the inner harbor, like I, I'm not going in that dirty water just to recover no damn statue. Like, 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 come on, y'all, y'all really uh, hard pressed, and I and I understand it's personal. Well, not personal property, maybe, but I understand it's someone's property. Uh, but fuck your damn property. that, yeah, fuck damn your property. that. How about the sentiment? How about what Christopher Columbus statue stands for? Because the nigga yeah, didn't, right. he didn't fucking discover America. He didn't How about it, that? Right. He didn't. He did not. So, so, so what are we celebrating him for? Yeah. Like, but it shows you we got a long way to go, man. Yeah, of course when, we do. Of course. When, 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 when white people are trying to recover Columbus' statue from the dirty inner harbor, that's when you know we because got problems of their still. oppressive ass, racist ass, generation after generation handed down way of thinking. And that shit, yep. is, that shit is stupid. It's wrong. And if you really sit there and think about it, you know it's wrong and it's stupid. You're just so stuck in your ways. Um, and, you know, fuck your ways. 
change is inevitable. Um, let Word. me say what's up to Miss Mocha Bella, the X Squad gang, and and uh, built for this network BFTN network. What's happening? Uh, what's what's going on? Yeah. Um, so uh, we are further in an uprise. It's funny because you was talking about uh, what you felt like was the the headline of the week before Patrick Mahomes. And mm-hmm. you was talking about, uh, you know, uh, maker, mocker maker, and yes. I thought it. I thought the story of the week was clearly, and I mean clearly, uh, Nike removing Redskins apparel from their stores and websites, and uh, Fed the Fed, FedEx officially telling sure. uh, the Washington Redskins, "Hey, fix this now." And let me be clear about that from what I said earlier. Um, in my heart it should be hbcus but in my head i i do understand that the redskins and what they're going through was a much bigger deal uh mainstream wise so i'm, I'm with you that yeah. you know what the redskins are going through is that something you want to talk about you want to get yeah, into the redskins right stuff yeah we're going right yeah we're going right let's now. do it and um let's do it I ain't never heard so many people say the Washington football team until <laughs> this this uh this past weekend going into today. Um yep, people yep. who were clearly saying Redskins before the weekend um are now officially saying the Washington football team. Um but uh all that being said, Nike has removed all merch from their website stores and et cetera to uh protest i mean there's no other way to to slice it they're protesting yep. the the redskins name um fed and then and then i don't know and i don't know what happened what happened from i guess this happened friday i don't know what happened uh-huh. where you know nike was you know you said you know what i'm just sick of this shit and then fedex came right behind them and said we sick of this i don't know i i, I wonder what happened like why now because this has been going on for years so I thought the chain of events going back to Friday was that, and for folks that don't, don't know, um, FedEx, who I also learned on Friday, had a stake in the Redskins. I didn't, I didn't know that uh, a ownership stake. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had no idea that that was the case. Mm-hmm. I do know, I, and obviously FedEx Field, um, that they have naming rights to the Redskins Stadium. So obviously. When the person whose uh, stadium you you know put naming rights to comes out and says, "Hey, you need to change your team name," then you know it's going to be a big deal because dollars and cents is going to start to get compromised here. So I thought the whole thing with FedEx came down first, followed by Nike removing all the Redskins apparel from their websites. Okay, you may be right and from I, their I stores and stuff. Okay. Okay, yeah, you yeah, may be that, right. I don't know. I don't know what the sequence of, of events were. I know that uh, magically niggas was talking about. Yeah, we shutting it down, and <laughs> and the Redskins need to change their name. Um, yep. Let me be very and, and and also Pepsi. Pepsi also did the same Thank you. thing. Yes. Um, yep. Hey, is no way to slice it. Dan Snyder should be changing his name within the next three weeks. Um, yep. He better hurry the hell up. And I, for one, am 100% in favor of the DC Red Tails. Um, I saw the, the, I saw a, a, a fan art, uh, 
you know, draw up of a, a particular helmet, and that was the most fire football helmet I've ever seen in my life. The uh, the jerseys look good. The story is even better. You know, obviously, if you're not familiar with the Tuskegee Airmen, um, yep. where that where that names that nickname stems from, um, yep. it's per it's the timing, it's everything. I am one hundred percent, yeah, uh, one hundred percent. In favor of the D.C., not Washington, the D.C. Red Tails. Make it happen, Dan Snyder. The city will love it. And not only that, Maestro, here's a prediction, and it might be a wild take on my part. If he changes that name to what you just said, D.C. Red Tails, or even if he changed, even if he keeps the Washington yeah, on there yeah. and says Washington Red Tails, Hail to the Red Tails. It, it's a it's a rhyme. It's got a good, you know, they can still keep that, you know, hashtag HTTR. Um, I could see the city of Washington offering Dan Snyder a new stadium deal on the same grounds as where RFK is. Mm-hmm. They'll, you know, they'll they'll strip down RFK, which I thought should have been the idea years ago. But, you know, here we are. Tear down RFK, build a brand new stadium for the Reds. You know, I'm about to say Redskins for the Red Tails, if they're named that. And I, I, I think it's a pretty good deal, man. I think it's an amazing I, deal. I, I really do. If, I, if that happens, they need to make it happen. They need to stop playing games and just make it DC Red Tails. And like I said, I'd even go for Washington Red Tails, not the not the Warriors or the Admirals, or all that other the Generals, yeah, and, all that other yeah, corny yeah. sound like every other team in the league type shit. The Red Tails, I'm with it. Yeah. Let's go. I like let's do something different, man. Like we, we in 2020, like we gotta do something different, man. <laughs> we gotta do something different. I am for it, and let's and let's and let's you know double up. Let's double up the money. Te- Pepsi gonna come back with with their money, and Nike gonna come back with the fire jerseys. Like what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we waiting for? Why is it taking a weekend? I don't. I don't understand. Like whoever came up with the name Red Tails, I, I get. I get there are a lot of moving parts in you know changing the name of your yep. team. I. I don't mm-hmm. see why this isn't getting rushed. I feel like. I feel like by if it happened on Friday, by the time we were recording this episode, we should have been talking about the DC Red Tails. Should have been talking about copping some new, you know, man, Red Tails I, paraphernalia. Or I, something. I am not a Washington Redskins fan, but if they change their name to the Red Tails, I will indulge in at least a helmet that to keep, to keep around the house as a souvenir because that would be some historical, legendary shit. But then I'd have to get a Steelers yeah. one right after it because I can't be having no, no, you know, Red Tails merch, and I'm not a Red Tails fan, and not have no Steelers helmet. So, but. I would definitely get it because that would be some some legendary shit. Yeah, uh, somebody on Twitter said the only way I'll support the name change is if they switch the Redskins to the Bullets. And obviously, folks understand in D.C., another team went through a name change from the Bullets to the Wizards. So, you know, the Redskins now going through a name change as well. Um I'm 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 here for it, man, and and I agree that it shouldn't take um, a team to talk or discuss 
uh, the possibility of a name change. Like it, it shouldn't really take that. Like this is this is a no brainer when it comes to business. No brainer. This is a and no-brainer. and when one of you, and when one of your sponsors, particularly the people that you got the stadium named after, tells you to change the name, you better change the damn name. Like there's nothing to discuss. I mean, and 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 check this out too because. This whole thing has started conversations about other sports franchises possibly changing their name as well. Um, the Cleveland Indians mm-hmm. had had discussions about changing their name because, you know, they got rid of the Chief Wahoo logo right. uh, a few years back. Right. And I guess there's still something with, you know, with just the name of the team attached to it. So maybe there's opportunity for the Cleveland Indians to explore changing their name as well and then you got the chicago blackhawks and mm-hmm. hockey uh the chiefs uh the atlanta braves yeah um in terms of that kind of um of that kind of um what do you call it towards the native american uh community yeah and even though those other teams and even the florida state seminoles i forgot about them too because that's a a, a, a team that also is getting some backlash for possibly changing their team name as well. So you combine all that, and I I, I think that down the road, and and in particularly the Cleveland Indians, they're definitely gonna you know explore changing the name. But don't be surprised if a few years from now, you know those other franchises I ran off, they might go through something you know in similar. terms of a name change themselves, yeah. something similar. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let let's say. Let's say um, the Cleveland Indians, let's say Progressive Field, because Progressive owns naming rights to that stadium. Mm -hmm. Let's say Progressive comes out and is like, uh, hey, Cleveland, um, we don't like Indians because it's derogatory towards or it's disrespectful towards the Native American community. You you need to think about changing your name. What do you think Cleveland going to do? (laughs) <laughs> go to State Farm. Word. <laughs> nah, Word, right? nah, but uh, yeah, I heard that joke when uh, FedEx when it was announced to FedEx. I heard somebody say, "Well, they better see if UPS is hiring." <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, man, they should change the name. Look, it look, it's a name. You know what I'm saying? It's a name. Yep. Like it. it yep. I don't, I don't understand why people make it such a big deal out of it. It's an offensive name to the people who patronize your product or to some of the people who patronize your product. Just change your name so they can continue yeah, to patronize it. your product without feeling, you know, offended. Yeah. There, there have been other franchises in the history of sports that have changed their name in the same city. Right. You know, I mean, the one that the one that comes to mind is the Oilers and the Titans when they, you know, went to Tennessee. They were still the Tennessee Oilers and then they changed it to the Titans. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no controversy behind it, but they said we're just going to change the name because it sounds Tennessee Titans sounds better than Tennessee Oilers. It, it, it was just that simple. Yeah. Um, Washington Red Tails sounds dope right now. DC and Red you could, Tails. DC Red and, Tails sounds doper. And you could still keep hashtag hail to the red tails. Mm. You could still keep that H T T R. Yeah. My father told me the other day he thinking about becoming a Ravens fan. He's so sick of the Redskins shit. Oh man. Yeah. Uh I'm not so I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's what he there, told there, me. There, 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 there been, there's been a lot of that happening yeah. over the last 
10 I years mean, or so. The losing, the losing on top of the arrogance and, you know what I'm saying? It's just yep. like, yeah, yep. get, get your shit together. Let's remember, we documented this on many episodes ago. We talked about the situation where they went overseas with the cheerleaders mm-hmm. and they tried to take their passports from them because one of the cheerleaders wanted to fly back home. So, you know, there's an incident there and then there have been many other instances and incidents that took place within the organization so yeah i i don't blame your pops for you know wanting to you know jump ship yeah. you know come come to a winner man <laughs> I, I i i welcome that let, I let your pops know that, i man. bet you I, I i'll be sure to relay the we, message we, we we winners over here man <laughs> <laughs> uh what's up let me say what's up to bs3 radio man appreciate what's you up? joining what's joining up? the chat so uh to the good, to the good, the the good shit, I guess. Well, yep. this is well, that's good shit too. I ain't gonna the the them making them putting their money to make the Redskins change their name. That's good shit too. Um, yep. Make McCor Maker, who is mm-hmm. a uh, five star high school athlete. Um, I, I don't know where he's from. Had who, but he was getting offers from schools such as Kentucky and um, UCLA, you know, UCLA top flight schools, colleges. Um, he has uh, turned down all of those high school, high profile schools to come on to D.C. and go to Howard University where he's going to get an excellent business education and he's going to play basketball for the Howard Bisons next year. He has committed. Um, he uh, is also supposed to be on First Take or ESPN something on uh, today's the 7th, so on Thursday the 9th. Mm-hmm. To make uh, to announce his decision on ESPN and explain why he's um, making this decision. Uh, shout out to McCormaker. Maker. Um, he also went on so uh, social media somewhere and was like, you know, he is uh, he. You know, it, it should be him to make the first move. And mm-hmm. he called out uh, Mikey Williams. I don't want to say called out, but it was like, you know, he hopes that the likes of Mikey Williams drains him. I want Mikey Williams to come on to Howard <laughs> with McCormaker. Maker. Right. Bring one more. Bring one more big dog with Mikey Williams. I don't know because I'm not super familiar with the high school pool, but mm-hmm. uh, bring three of them. Bring three of them dogs over to Howard. We automatically going to the going to the tournament, and let's see what happened, man. And even if it's not Howard, select another HBCU. Yeah, but I'm and but it's I'm still and it's still a great story. But, but I'm I campaigning for my city right now. And 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 more than that, it's time that we build NC uh, uh, NCAA super team, and it needs to come f- from an HBCU. This is the first domino, right? Yeah. And when that when that first domino comes and it starts to fall, then it you know it's going to create one effect. And let me and let's be clear: if McCormaker decided to go to Alcorn State, then I'd be mm-hmm. saying Mike Williams, you need to go to Alcorn State, but. It just so happens that he said, "I'm coming to Howard." Mm-hmm. Guess what, Mikey? You got Mikey Williams. You got to come to Howard, Slim. Come on. So either man. way, you want either way, you want the super team. I want a super team in a HBCU college, and then I want other high school kids to feel like, "Oh snap, we need to we need to join the trend. We need to make it happen, and we can do all our our uh, you know black excellence." Uh, uh, 
protests, not necessarily protests, but um, demonstrations. We do all our black excellence demonstrations at games. Um, all of the things that we love about our culture will be at your school every single game. You know, it's not no, it's not right. a section. It's not a section of black people that do black shit uh, like at you know, like at a UCLA or a Kentucky. It's a HBCU. We are with the shit. We do our cultural things, and may, and the white people have to adapt at HBCUs. I don't understand how this has ne- never been a thing that we continue to do. Like, I want to be comfortable when if I got to go to school, and especially when mm-hmm. they wasn't telling they was telling me I can't make money off of my name and my likeness. At least if I'm not gonna make money off of my name and likeness, let me, you know, bring me over here where I could be amongst my people. No, that's true, because if you go to one of these big universities where it's majority white people, there's a percentage, a large percentage chance that you may not be able to make money off your name or your likeness. So if the chances are the same at the university as it is at HBCU, then, you know, what's the... You know what's the difference there? It, now well, it's about being amongst your people, and um, well, it just lets me know that HB that NCAA schools are definitely giving kids uh, gifts. <laughs> I wish you could see my air quotes. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. and that's all it really is. HBCUs don't have the resources to give those types of gifts, obviously. Of course, but of course. guess what? When 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 Maker and, and Mikey Williams come through and win the whole fucking tournament, that money will start coming. And as a result of this domino falling with um, Maker going to Howard, uh, Sharon Wright Jr., who played at Wake Forest, has announced that he's going to transfer from there to Morgan State to play for the Morgan State Bears, mm-hmm. another HBCU yep. uh, here in Baltimore. So we got we got Howard and we got Morgan State, you know, in, you know, within the corridor here, um, you know, getting some top. Um, you know, potential talent. Um, you know, I I I think it's really dope, man. And I and I'm and I'm looking I'm looking forward to whoever is gonna be that next cat that say, hey, I'm gonna go to Norfolk State, or I'm gonna go to Alcorn State, or um or hell, uh, University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, let, let's let's think outside the box here. I mean, these are HBCUs, no matter. What state they're in, no matter how you know non-popular they might be, but I'd like to see some of these dudes come out and choose these HBCUs over these big universities, man. And financially, that the, the that's the part, man, where the fruits of the labor is going to come into play, man. Yeah, it's just the money's going to these universities, uh, the media exposure to these HBCUs because of five-star talent electing to go there it's gonna be dope it's gonna be massive all the way around man i I can't wait for the next announcement that's a fact and hopefully that next announcement is like i said mikey williams to howard word that's Word, word um let me i'm gonna click on this uh on this clip that i I mean it's not clip but this article Mm -hmm. i'm seeing in uh on Twitter, this post I'm seeing on Twitter. Apparently, uh, Deshaun Jackson said some wild shit, or 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 put a anti-Semitic uh, quote from a book uh, on Twitter. I will read it because it's right here in my face. Yeah. Uh, the quote is: Hitler said. 
because the white Jews knows that the Negroes are the real children of Israel and to keep America secret, the Jews will blackmail America. They will extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes know who they were. The white citizens of America will be terrified to know that all this time they've been mistreating and discriminating and lynching the children of Israel. Okay, so here's why Deshaun Jackson is he getting the backlash. And he apologized, yes, he by did. the way. He did apologize, but here's why he got the backlash. Um, obviously, folks know about the Holocaust and they know about Hitler's involvement with uh, Jewish people from you know many many years ago, and this is just one of the quotes um, that stood out in that Instagram post. And I actually made a copy of the Instagram post that he made on here. And what he was trying to explain was was that he was trying to point to the one quote where you said that the um, that they will extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes uh, know who they are. So I did, I did a little bit of research, right? Mm-hmm. And someone on Twitter actually had like, I don't know, he had to put like maybe 10 tweets together to just kind of, you know, explain everything. Mm-hmm. So these quotes were from a book. Um, I'm going to pull up the name of the book here in a second here. Um, th- yeah, th- th- this is from a book, and I, I think I might have lost the name of that book. Uh, okay, I-, I lost the name of that book. But Can anyway, you explain to me what uh, anti-Semitic means. I think anti-Semitic means that you're a. Ag- it sounds to me like it means you're against another race. I could be wrong about that, but the way that I've seen people use it on Twitter today makes me think that. So anybody else in the chat that has a better definition, you know, go ahead and put it there. But the way I've seen it expressed elsewhere makes me think that it's just hatred against another race. Anti-Semitism is hostility to prejudice or discrimination against Jews. A person who holds such positions is called an anti-Semite. Anti-Semite. Yeah, okay, I knew that word. Uh, anti-Semitism is generally considered to be a form of racism. Okay, so let yep. me let me let, can if can I bring this back if you will? I, yep. I, I just I, and I'm 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 learning here. And I'm learning here. Um, I'm, I'm I'm reading the quote again. Yes, we're doing this real we're doing this real time, listeners. Um, because the Jew white Jews knows the Negroes are the real children of Israel. And to keep America's secret, the Jews will blackmail America. This is uh, They will extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes know who they were. The white citizens of America will be terrified to know that all this time they've been mistreating and discriminating and lynching the children of Israel. Um, I'm going to read further. They will, fear, they will fear God will destroy them as... He destroyed Egypt for doing the same thing, doing the same thing. So the elite, the Illuminati keeps this a secret at all costs. After I die, I will one day cause World War Three just by this message, which which will be like planting a seed in a people minds until it sprouts. Once they nurture that seed and seek more truth and learn Hitler was right. And remember. When, when you read the quotes, let's remember this book 
was stating what Hitler had said right. um, back then, which I found out was actually not a real quote. And I'm still trying to learn how it's not a real quote from so, Hitler. So Hitler didn't say this. Even that's, though it says Hitler said in the it, book. In the book, yes, that's correct. That's correct. Okay. So I'm so I'm I'm again, just like you're learning something during this segment, I'm, you know, trying to learn a little bit also. Um obviously we know what Hitler means um to this country and particularly Jewish people. Right, to um, white Jewish people more to, more y- yes. Yes, yes, to white Jewish people. We know what that means and and we know the stench that that carries. Um he Deshaun Jackson uh definitely took a lot of heat for this and like you said earlier he did apologize. Um just to kind of read his apology here he says that he has no hatred um you know for any race or anything like that but i think um kind of looking at it again it sound it almost sounds as if um he doesn't have the understanding of what being anti uh semitic means it, it almost sounds that way even though maybe that's not what's in his heart per well, se did he, did he say did he quote did he write did he post a quote that was prejudiced towards white Jewish people? Uh, that's what it appears to be. So when you read that, you felt like he was expressing hatred towards... Um, I, didn't, I didn't feel like he was expressing hatred. Um, I, feel like he was exp- I feel like he was expressing... I felt like he was trying to make a, a further, like a, a, a much deeper point, I was, think, because... He was when saying you that at- black people are the, real, are the true children of Israel. That's what he was saying. Right. That's how and, I and, interpret his reading. Right. And when he posted, after he posted those quotes on IG, his next post was, you need to focus deeper into the quote where it said, we'll extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes know who they are. So obviously he was trying to let us know that we need to look deeper into just this particular quote and not so much of what who wrote uh, who allegedly wrote the quote right right so but a a lot of folks are upset about it um which i'm not surprised about sure um a lot of people think that the Eagles should part ways with deshaun jackson i'm not so i'm not so sure about that um no no they shouldn't let me because when you because when you because when you look at the history of the eagles right and I'm gonna bring up Riley Cooper's name into this because somebody somebody brought it up. He's trending. So you know what? Riley Cooper's um, trending. He is trending. Okay. So yeah. So when Riley Cooper, when that whole thing went down, and you know he called somebody a nigger at a concert and it was caught on video, Eagles the Eagles gave that dude a, a contract extension. Like this dude was on the team. You know what I'm saying? And I get that it's different times. I get that it was seven years ago, but damn all that. Like, it, it, here's the only way I, I see Deshaun Jackson being parted from the Eagles. Is if enough Jewish people in the community and enough white people come out and demand that, you know, the Eagles cut this guy. That's the only way that I could see that actually happening. Otherwise... I, I think the Eagles should accept his apology. I think the you know whoever whoever may be Jewish 
that plays for the Eagles or whoever's white on the Eagles. Um, I'm sure there'll be conversations um, to be had with Deshaun Jackson. I, I, I think that this is, you know, I don't want to say it's nothing. I, I, I want to say that I think the conversations need to be had in the locker room with him. I think the coaches and, you know, front office people should have conversations with him. What com- and I think I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, and, and I ain't meaning to cut you off, but he ain't say nothing wrong. <laughs> he didn't say nothing wrong, but if the reality tell is me- that someone, but, but he didn't say nothing wrong, and I agree with you. But obviously a lot of folks found this to be offensive, all right, well, tell so me why. With that, so, 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 with, so with that respect, um, I, I, again, I don't think he needs to be cut. I don't, oh, I don't no. think, I, oh, Let me yeah, be very I, clear. If Deshaun Jackson is cut, if Deshaun Jackson is fined, you're going you gonna to hear from me. Well, if I'm and I'm just going off the history of the Eagles, right? Because they kept they kept the white boy after saying the word nigga in a concert, so. If if we're gonna if if you guys are gonna keep that guy after that incident, then Deshaun Jackson should be, um, you know, he should be forgiven for th- for this thing here. Like I don't think they forgiven. Should, they should just they should just talk and they should just move on from this thing. I don't think this I don't think this needs to be any bigger than what, what it it's is. already become. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's I I ain't gonna say it's bullshit. Because there is clearly a part, there is clearly a side of this argument that I am not aware of. And I am open to being informed of that side of the story. But if he feel like, if Deshaun Jackson read that, whether it was really from Hitler or not, I don't care who it came from. If he read that and felt like, yep, I agree with that and posted it. There is nowhere where he said he there is nowhere in that quote that says I hate Jews. Um, There's nowhere in that quote that says, you know, that spews any type of all he said is, is that uh, is that we need to know our worth, because if we don't know our worth, then uh, we are going to be oppressed. Hmm. Sounds a lot like what's been going on for the past 400 years. What the fuck are we talking about? And if it's from Adolf Hitler allegedly or if or for somebody from that time it would make sense that somebody could see what was happening in those times wrote it in the book and said if black people don't know their worth this is what's going to happen okay so since we're since we're reading stuff and since we're trying to learn things about this thing i found the tweet that uh and I, i'm gonna I'm credit kevin gray for this because he actually did some digging himself and he found this cat uh, named Shane Ryan, who actually had the ten tweets that broke down um, where these quotes from. Mm-hmm. So, if if we're gonna read some stuff, and I'm I'm gonna be real quick about this. Um, so this this is the first tweet from Shane Ryan, and I'll let you guys know who he is in a second. So so here's the background. So um, so Deshaun Jackson whose previous worst thing was that a punt return against the Giants, which really is irrelevant at this point. Um, He posted an Instagram story which shared a quote from Adolf Hitler. Um, And this is, and he posts the quote says white Jews will blackmail America. They will extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work. If the Negroes know who they are. Um, As you can imagine, the bulk of the coverage has been about the blatant 
anti-Semitism on display, which is fair. Okay, hold on. Just, hold your. I'm sorry, Trey. Hold your position. Hold, hold where you are. Go ahead. Um, who who would you say runs the world? Who runs the world? Yeah. <laughs> uh, who who runs the Who's world? Who's making the money? Who's making the money? The, the white people making the money, man. I mean, they and, got all the power. And, 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 I mean, white. Pe- I mean, rappers. We rap about rap about the shit all the time. Jewish people are running shit. Yep, <laughs> they're making yeah. the money. They're, they're, I, they're look. They're just about as good with money as any race out there, man. I mean, they. I, I've talked about it many times. That they're, they're the ones that when they get to a certain age, they gift all their assets to their kids. They don't even. You know, wait for the moment where, you know, something could happen to them. They just like, look, I got I got this money. You know, I got this million dollars here, kids. This is your million dollars. Like they they do that. Stuff. Yeah. So it's like I I mean, is it is is this so is this so blasphemous to say? And we're looking at black people being at the bottom of the fucking totem pole and we watching Jewish people. Now, I look, if you if 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 blackmail if 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 the term blackmailing us is a, is the term that don't work for you, we can change mm-hmm. the term if, if that's what if that's what your problem is. But um no, and no, we can, let me take that back. We cannot change the term because some other person wrote it, allegedly Adolf Hitler, who is a German white man. Like, what Like, what are we talking about? And let's be clear. He's done some terrible things to Jewish people. Let's be clear. I don't condone mm-hmm. it. That shit is unacceptable that way. But right. if he if he or whoever the fuck wrote it, I don't care who wrote it, could see that in the time that they were in. Mm-hmm. And it be relevant now. It be somewhat relevant, even if the term blackmail isn't the proper term. If it's somewhat relevant now, mm-hmm. come on, man. I, I I can't see anti-Semitism in it if 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 it's what's going on right now. And if he just posted a quote from Hitler, it wasn't like Deshaun Jackson quoted it himself. He he posted it from a book. And just to give you the name of the book, it's called. Hidden Treasure That Lies in Plain Sight 4. So, obviously, there were three other parts to this book before this version here. Um, so, here's, here's, the, here's the ending of the title here. Uh, the Day of the Lord and the End of America. So, I got the cover of the book right here in front of me. Um, Text it to me when you get a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's by author Jeremy Shorter. I never heard of the book up until today. How old is uh, the book? How old is the book? I do not know how old the book is, but the guy on Twitter said that you can find it on Amazon. So um, when I get off this podcast, I'm going to go right to Amazon and I'm going to go find this book. The name of the book is called The Hidden Treasure That Lies in Plain Sight 4. And it's by a guy named Jeremy Shorter. The hidden treasure that lies in plain sight. Four. Part four. Uh, uh, um, sure. Part four. I hope this is a recent book or something. Well, he, but they, even if it's a recent book, they're clearly talking about something that happened. Uh, you know, they're talking about a time that was before this. Okay, so the book is... If I'm reading the Google search correctly, this book yep. is a 2018 book. But they're clearly uh, okay. talking about historical 
they're talking about like the 1800s. Yeah, they're talking, they're talking about, about the black shit. Hebrew Israelites, um, the the black Hebrew Israelite movement. Um, you know, I'm, and I'm just kind of reading off these terms off the tweet here. Um, African Americans being the descendants of the ancient Israelites, um, that that kind of a thing. So, um, so it, it's 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 some it's some crazy stuff. I mean, I am interested to see. Um, you know, learn further about the book and to learn about the that you know quotes and everything. I, I, but I, I, somebody needs to just tell I'm, me. But I'm just I'm I'm just wondering, and, and again, he took a lot of backlash for this. I'm just trying to figure out why he took you know, backlash because white people don't like to be caught on their shit. Mm. That's why he took backlash. Like, mm. okay. That is a thought from his reading. That's all it was. That was a right. qu- a quote that he read that was intriguing to him, and he posted mm-hmm. it. Um, right. And quite what. frankly, and quite frankly, not to cut you off, yeah. this is probably not the worst thing to be exposed of white people. This is probably not the worst. I I, I think what becomes a smokescreen is is that Hitler's name is mentioned in these quotes. I and think that's the you, only and, thing that is pissing people off. And yeah. folks are using the Hitler name to kind of say, hey, this is wrong what he posted. Why are you posting this? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't get again, these niggas, man. Again, Deshaun Jackson should be starting for the Eagles week one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's be clear. Let's be clear, Trey. I I, I want to make this. Be, I want to. I want to. I want to let this be known. Um, if the Philadelphia Eagles cut Deshaun Jackson, you are going to hear Maestro's. You're going to hear Maestro's protest. You're going to hear it. And 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 it's gonna and it's gonna be because the Eagles were pressured to do so. That's the only reason why I can it think was. Of, I, don't, I don't give a fuck why the, it was. If you cut Deshaun Jackson, if you find Deshaun Jackson, if you suspend or sit him down for a game, a quarter, a minute, you're going to hear from you're going there. You're going to hear from me. You're going to hear then, from me. Then the Eagles and the Eagles. Chances are they might be pressured into doing so, and I'm not going to like it. But that's mm-hmm. usually historically how these things go. That's when, gonna be when some te- bullshit. When, when, when teams you, get pressure, that's that's what they that's what happens. And you want and then you want to talk about why we why you want to talk about anti-Semitism. You want to act like so because he puts down a thought about Jewish people he can't play. He got to he got to sit down because he talks about a thought. And you want to tell me that Jewish people don't got power? Yeah, it, it's crazy, man. But I I do want to learn more about this thing though too, like the book. Um, yeah, where I'm it comes from, it. I'm just yeah, I'm I'm just trying to get an understanding, man. Give I mean, me I'm, I'm, I'm with you, and I'm I'm with you in a sense that like, what like why like what 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 is the problem with Deshaun Jackson making this post? And okay, I'm gonna be sensitive to anyone that might be offended, but but damn, like, uh, are we we getting to the point where? Oh, the Eagles got to do something, or the, you know they got to cut the nigga. Oh, like, you just like, trying you know, to find a reason to be bad, to be mad at black people because we because we coming through right now. Because or is it move, that? yeah, because we got. Or is the it that? Going. Like keep it a, like somebody please tell me the other side of the story. That's what I'll say. Please tell me the other side of the story. Somebody, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this now, man. Like I'm I'm like serious. Yeah, like serious. Tell tell me the other side of the story. Tell me why why what he what he posted was uh, anti-Semitic. Tell me why. I will listen to you. I will not say a thing. I will listen to you until you finish your point, and we can have a respectful debate. And I, and I'm probably gonna. And I'll be honest with you. I'm probably gonna disagree with you when you're done talking. But at least I understand. And I and and then I will, in an educational or educated manner, say that shit is stupid and bet that and, nothing and, happened to Deshaun but, Jackson. But that's the key. That's the key word right there. Understanding. And right now, I don't feel like I have a full hundred percent understanding of what's you know what's taking place here i want to at least get to that point before i'm like i right, he still shouldn't get cut there's y'all, y'all nothing i still should hold on to the dude like there's like, come nothing on. that anybody could tell me that's going to justify the eagles having any disciplinary action on deshaun jackson for that post it's he your best receiver I don't give He's a fuck. He could be right your now. worst receiver. He could be your worst player on the team. There is nothing that anybody on the other side of this argument is going to tell me that's going to make me feel like Deshaun Jackson should should face any disciplinary action. There is nothing that nobody on the other side of this argument is going to say that's going to make me feel like, oh, all right, I, I get that. He should be suspended or he should be fined. No. He shouldn't be fined. He shouldn't be suspended. And as far as I could tell, whoever wrote that book or put uh, whatever, there is some ounce of truth in that in that quote. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something truthful about it for certain. Um, again, man. I'm, again, if it's the word blackmail that you don't like, all right, cool. I, I want to get an understanding of what's going on here, but... Hey, man, hashtag keep Deshaun Jackson at all costs, man, for certain. Uh, let me say what up to uh, the number one chief rocker, Jersey Vern. What's happening? What's up? What's up? Also, we got Jay Ron in the chat room. What's going on? Uh, H-Rap. I think we shouted out H-Rap B already. I don't think we uh, did, Appreciate it. Yeah, but if we didn't, whatever. What's happening? You appreciate it, man. Appreciate outs. it, man. And Mocha um, Bella, you get an extra shout out because I like you. That's my yeah, homie. Yeah, hey. Hey, hey, we can get into some more shits, man. Um, Donald Trump comes out on Twitter and says that Bubba Wallace should Fuck apologize Trump. for the noose incident. Yeah. First, first of all, first of all, Bubba Wallace was not the one that initiated this thing about the noose. It was NASCAR. It was NASCAR. So Trump, I don't want to hear it, man. Like I don't want like to get off your from get Trump. off get off your soapbox. I, I, I just I just want to be clear. I don't want to shed light on anything. Like let's be clear. We know what's what's trolling, what's ignorance. Like come on, man. Like what what are we? Do we still are we still? Do we still have to highlight his Twitter account? Is well, this it's still not about, for me? For me? Well, for me? For for me? Sure. And, I, and I get folks are. Are in you know so like into what he tweets out you know just because he's on Twitter. For me, it's just more about what he said, and what he said was, was very. A troll. It was it was a troll, but it was also false because Bubba Wallace was not the dude that instigated the um the in, the case where the noose was found. So you know Donald Trump. If you if you're trying to troll, 
if you're trying to just start some stuff like you normally do, then we we, we just not buying it, man. We we know what the real story is, bro. Nah, I, we, we, we 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 already know what went down. You know, he won't really get my attention. Like he 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 don't. I don't care. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about nothing the dude has to say. I I don't like. I read it and said, oh, ah, right, that's interesting of him to say. And I moved on. I, I wasn't outraged. I wasn't upset. I, I didn't care because, look, he all he does is say reckless things on Twitter for a reaction. For a reaction. Yeah, yeah. Chief Rocker says, why was his garage the only one that had it on the door? Because they wanted um, him to see it. They wanted, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because they wanted him so. to see it. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to bring this up because I know we, we, we talked about this incident uh, a couple weeks ago. So, um, but yeah, I, that's really all I got on that, man. Um, that 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 it, it is false. Everything you said about that was false. Um, so have you heard and I'm, I'm just going to roll right into basketball here, right? Um, there's this rumor out there and I don't know how much steam it's got, but the Brooklyn Nets are trying to get in talks with Greg Popovich to, in the future, coach the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay, I, th- I thought you was pl- I thought you was playing a soundbite for no, real, my no, nigga. No, 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 I was I was uh, looking for something and that popped up. But go ahead. I'm but sorry. um, but um, I, I I think there's some legitimacy to that. And I and I think because of the people that work for the Nets, uh, Sean Marks, who used to work with the Spurs years ago. Um, I think there's another gentleman that works in that organization tied to them as well. I, I do think that there's some legitimacy about that. Um, and if I'm Greg Popovich and you got the opportunity to coach Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irvin versus DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, I would hop on that opportunity in a heartbeat um i guess i mean look at, at this point at this point what else does uh popovich have to prove it's like i, I mean, nothing yeah i mean i mean no, if, no, he, if he just all. wants to coach i mean if he just wants to coach and get and, and get championships i mean look in my mind and, and probably a lot of people's minds he's the greatest coach in nba history um and he's an ally. What else do you Man. want from? What else do you want from? I don't. I don't want. I don't expect. Let me say. I don't expect anything else from Greg Popovich. He could be a trash ass coach for the rest of his career, and he would still be my favorite coach. A mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, solidified. Um, it, it's nothing else. I mean, if he just wants to continue winning, cool. Go ahead to Brooklyn. Um, it'd be a bigger platform. Hopefully, he'll get to coach um those guys and better players and yeah. better players. I mean, I, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, but let's be clear, he hasn't. It's not like it's not like that's ever been his mo. Like I gotta get the top tier guys, sure. and you know what I'm saying. Sure. He's been the guy who ooh draft, 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 put it together, get a couple of pieces for cheap, and and run and put them in a system and, and make it happen. He's been that guy his entire career. Um, I don't think that him going to Brooklyn because of the 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 free agent talent and you know the team that was assembled via money. Uh, I don't think he has to play that game. I mean, if he just wants to, great. I'll support him because that's what he wants to do. Um, but 
whatever. I mean, and he's, in the, and he's in the Eastern Conference, so yeah. I mean, that would make it easier. He would probably be a lock for at least yeah. a playoff run. Um, and if you're talking about the Nets with K- a healthy KD, a healthy Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan, Dinwiddie, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, cool. But you know, it's like all right, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, I, I like I said, I think there's something legit about, um, you know, what's come out of this. Um, I think that they're in position if it were to happen, that they're the more likely the team to pull him away from San Antonio. Um, if not, then you know, Pop's just gonna stay right where he's at yeah, and yeah, just like, you know retire from there. He looked like he looked tired to me, like. <laughs> He just looked tired to me, and you know and no saying? dis and no disrespect, but if if I was coaching Demar Derozan and Lamarcus Aldridge and Patty Mills and that and that particular group of players, I I, I would I would get tired too. No, no disrespect. I, I, to I don't mean tired because of the the talent on the current team. I mean mm-hmm. tired because he's been coaching forever. Sure, sure, I I, I understand yeah, that. That nigga ain't young. I know, but then his and then know. his wife passed a few years ago. Like it's just like nigga yeah. tired. I just want to, you know what I'm saying? I just want to chill, man. Like I, I don't care about that shit. Like, like I, I, so, I'm saying, I don't think that he cares about that. So, in your opinion, does he coach after this season in San Antonio? You think um, he keeps on going? I have no clue, man. I'll be honest with you, you and, and I'm sure you know the Spurs haven't been on nobody's radar for <laughs> a few years. You know what I'm saying? Like he he just hasn't been on the radar. Um, but so I, I I can't sit here and act like I have a gauge on uh, Pop and how he feels about coaching. I'm, look, I, I imagine that it's just the same old rigmarole for him at this point. So it's just a matter of. This, he still want to wake up for it, and I don't have a a gauge on that because I don't pay attention to the Spurs. Because, um, you know, they're about to miss the playoffs for the first time in 20-something yeah, years. right. So that might be a factor that determines if he decides I'm going to come back next year or, you know what, I'm, I'm at the point where it's just like, eh, I got titles, um, you know, I'm I'm going to the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, why? There's, why? Why keep putting up with it? There's literally nothing he could do to. Uh, I mean, he could obviously win chips, and that would help his uh, help his legacy. But really, would it? I mean, would it at this point? It's cemented already. I yeah, think. yeah. Like there's. I mean, you know, at this point, you're just adding blocks to it. But it's just you, for play, right? Yeah. Like the like the move to Brooklyn. If that were to have it happen. I agree. It would just be for play. It, it, I mean, again, there's connections between guys that work for the Nets yeah. and Popovich. So he probably would just be doing silence for those people he he got relationships with. Right, right, and and even if he doesn't coach, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he just sat back and was like, you know what, maybe I make a phone call here, phone call there, maybe help the organization out, maybe on some consulting or something like yeah. that. You know, just kind of you know stay away from the camera a bit, you know, work behind the scenes. I could see Pop doing something like that. Uh, HRAB asks, uh, do we think that uh, KD and Kyrie could handle Popovich mentally? Um, On face value, no. But if it were to ever happen where he coached those guys and, 
you know, those guys proved me wrong, then I'll just get proven wrong. But on face I mean, value, but, but no. I mean, but what? And, and then, well, what does handle him mean? I mean, do you do we think that Popovich is the guy who ju- who doesn't know how to deal with superstars? I don't think it's that. I just think it's more about what we've seen how KD and Kyrie uh, handle situations in the past from a mental standpoint. I think that's what he's referring to more than it is Pop can't get to certain players. Well, well I mean, I, I mean, in the sense of, so if if Greg Popovich does something that KD don't like, you mm-hmm. don't, uh, you know, if if it's necessary for Popovich to get, you know, to get something out of him, and he and that that's his method. He can't go to KD and be like, you know, and smooth that situation out if he if need be, or uh, be able to, um, you know, further facilitate his approach to KD by having mm-hmm. a talk with him after it, not necessarily smoothing over or saying I did this because of, you know, what I'm saying I so, think, yeah. so, so, yeah, obviously. Obviously, players get sensitive when coaches criticize them or tell them something. But sometimes you can go to that player and say, hey, man, you know, I feel you, but this needed to be done because you fucking up. And a player will or some players will understand, you know, that's a skill that a coach should have. That's a skill that I don't doubt that Greg Popovich has. So I so I mean, if the if the conversation is. Him, them being sensitive, which you know we certainly all feel like um, mm-hmm. they're sensitive. Um, look, I, I think I think a trait that Greg Popovich would have developed in his you know twenty plus years in coaching is you know how to relay a message, if not right the first time, or if not efficient. I won't say right or wrong, but if not efficient the first time, um, then going back and uh, rehashing the rehashing the conversation where it's uh, effectively communicated a second or third time, and the and then we're right back to you know being on the road to championships. I think Pop will say the right things. I think Pop will make the right decisions when it comes to whether it has to do with a rotation or um, a play that he drew up, or if you know players don't like what he drew up or whatever. It, or that yeah, I think I think yells. yeah, I yeah, I think Pop. I, I don't have no doubts about Pop's ability to talk to players. Um, put them in the right position, say the right things, and um, you know, get that message pushed forward. There's no doubt about that. Um, I guess the question is, is it going to translate with these guys? And with these guys, will it translate to a championship? I guess is um, really, really the real question. Right. You know. I think, you know, KD is too talented of a player to um, not let that get to him. I, I, I think KD understands that he's the man and, you know, wherever this team goes, it's going to be through him. You know, it's going to, you know, the team makes or breaks because of him. And more than um, that, I think Greg Popovich would recognize that. So even though they yep. would have tough practices and tough exchanges, um, Greg Popovich would know, hey, I gotta, I gotta go make sure we, we right, we good. Because if the goal is a championship, then I need to make sure my best player is on one accord so we can win this fucking championship. Yep, yep. Uh, Chief Rocker says, 
Look at the players he had, like Steven Jackson and others that ended up being traded. And also says, if you're not like Tim Duncan or Tony Parker, you won't like pop. So I think what Chief is saying, and in particular to the Steven Jackson comment, is that, you know, Steven Jackson is, you know, an old school cat. He don't, you know, take no crap for nobody. Steven um, Jackson would be the first to tell you, though, that Greg Popovich is a great. I was just about to say, he he definitely acknowledges that Pop is one of the best in the league. Um, but KD and Steven Jackson are two different players. You know, one is a superstar. You know, like the other guy is a rough and tough, you know, role player. So I don't think the guys, I don't think it equals up to a comparison. Um, I think in the end, I think KD will adjust to the coaching style of Pop. I think Pop can adjust to dealing with a superstar the status of a Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Um, I just got a few more things here, man. Um, so, sticking with basketball, and, you know, everybody's looking forward to the NBA starting up, you know, finishing out their season in the bubble down in Orlando. So, um, so an update on who's, you know, tested positive, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, is opting to not play in Orlando because he tested positive. Um, I know a few teams have, uh, shut down their practice facilities, uh, for a while. Um, Victor Oladipo, who, um, I think is the noticeable of the bunch here, um, not because he tested positive, but because he don't want to test positive. Well, not just that. I do think that the injury that he's coming off of, and I thought he looked okay when he came back before the shutdown. Um, I just thought that there was something about the chemistry when he came back to the Pacers where it, it, it was somewhat disruptive. Like, they, they weren't, you know, winning games. Um, I, I think they went, like, I don't know, five and – or they went, like, two and five during a stretch he came back so there was a little chemistry that they had to work out but I think it's more so because he's coming off that quad injury and I think he just wants to come back stronger um, than ever before and of course it, it, it has to do with what's going on with COVID-19 he doesn't want to test positive he doesn't want to risk himself but also I think in addition to that he doesn't want to re-injure that quad that he hurt last year so um well why do you think think, well in saying that in what you said you don't think he wants to injure himself again why did he come Mm -hmm. back anyway when before covid well i i I mean it could be that he just wanted to you know prove that you know he can come back he can help his team uh the doctors obviously cleared him to play so you know there was an opportunity to come back um, get some games in, uh, be on a minutes restriction, and kind of help the team out. I think because COVID-19 and the shutdown comes into play now, and now everybody's in this bubble. And now he's um, had three months, four months, shit. He's he's rest. Yeah, he's he's had he's all this resting. time to sit and rest. He's had all this time to rest. And he could just be looking at this um, from a different perspective and then saying, you know what? I don't want to test positive for this thing. I don't want to get, you know, my family infected. I don't want to get nobody else infected. That's what I think it is. I, I, I think it's, you know, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. That's no, I think not, that's I all think, that it is. 
You think it's you think that's all that it I is. I think that's yeah, all I, that I, is. I, I think I think it's a combination of both. In, in in my opinion, I think it's a combination of both. I don't um, think I don't think if so. I don't think he was. I don't think he's trying to heal his quad unless he re-injured it during this break. I don't think he's trying to re-injure his quad because for all the right. purposes before the, it happened, he was mm-hmm. back trying to get back to being 100%. He was cleared yep. to play, and he went to play at least seven games to your account um, mm-hmm. where he was playing and and trying to get back into a regular rotation as being the best player on that team. And now, right. that, that, now that he's had rest to rest his quad, and now we're back, and he, has, and he doesn't even have to play. Well, he might have to play – uh, you know, eight games leading until the to the uh playoffs, the playoffs. and yep. then however far he goes into the playoffs, we talking mm-hmm. about if he went to the finals, uh, an extra seven. I mean, just guessing, obviously, uh, extra t- uh twenty eight games. Um, so we talking about uh, uh maybe fifty games, and I'm I'm just overestimating because I didn't want to do the math. Uh, mm-hmm. fifty games the extra day he'd have to play off of six months of rest, and you telling me that you now you want to re you want to rehab you know get make sure you 100 percent healthy. I don't think that's the case. I think he just don't want to be down there in that bubble with his family, uh, with uh, with numbers of players who are increasingly getting COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Niggas is still getting sick. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it yeah, goes back to my true. and it goes back to my argument last week, dog. Like again, if they play and they, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's happening. I'm going to watch it, but I, I'm not going to sit and act like I like it. These motherfuckers are going to get sick. Mm-hmm. People are going to get yeah. sick. NFL too, NHL, everybody. All, yeah, baseball. Yeah, and yeah. niggas are going to get sick, and when they start getting sick and not knowing they're sick, then it's going to pass on to other people. Yeah, yeah. Numbers have yeah. risen <laughs> since these since these announcements and since you know protests and like people are, since phase ones and phase twos have happened. You know all yeah, you know yeah, in certain yeah, areas of the country. The beach, yeah. It's getting like people are still getting sick. This hasn't improved, and now we're going to have it in Florida where the COVID nineteen shit is going crazy. Yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just crazy, man. It's it's real crazy. But I don't want to harp on the Oladipo thing too tough. But um, but I I do think that if you're the Pacers and you somehow get this season back up and running again. I, I think it kind of sucks in a sense because I think weeks ago we talked about um, the Pacers in a sense that, um, you know, with the whole Paul George thing, um, you brought that topic up about how um, they don't want to spend the money for marquee talent or, or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember exactly what. But if you're the Pacers and you got a, a, a young team that's been on a three month layoff and you got the opportunity to get your best player back on the court in this kind of setting where there is no home court advantage. Everybody's playing on a neutral floor in the same building. There's a, I mean, there's an opportunity for someone to surprise somebody and come out on top. And obviously moving forward after this, um, you know, depending on how, you know, we get through COVID-19, um, there won't be another opportunity. There won't be a greater opportunity like this for a team like the Pacers that doesn't have that 
you know, true number one superstar um, to win a championship. If if their time, if there was a time for the Pacers, it's right now. It's it's during this unprecedented time where everybody's playing on the same court. Yeah, that shit ain't happening though. So I, I agree. You, you're I agree you're right. You. You're right in your in, in in your stance, but that shit ain't happening. Oh, and it's not happening. And that's I agree not, with that. And not only is that shit not happening, but Niggas is gonna get sick, and you know I get it. You want your money, you want to get paid, you want to play basketball. You're tired of sitting in the house, much like mo- much like most of the country. People are tired of sitting in the house, and they want some sense yep. of normalcy. But look, it just ain't time yet, man. And, and you know I hate it. It bothers me, um, but it ain't time yet. It just ain't. So if they so if they so if they get this season going and everything goes right through these first eight games. And throughout the first couple of rounds into the conference final, who 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 you got winning the whole thing? If everything plays out right in the terms Lakers. of guys, who the Lakers? Lakers, okay, okay, yeah, I'm 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 with you. I'm sorry, um, nothing. I'm sorry, just so because Lakers. just because you shortened the season, that doesn't change who the best teams are. The best teams are the best teams because of their their play and who they got on their squad. I, no, I, I agree with that. I, I still think the Lakers are going to win. I just think that the conditions that have changed, I think, um, are going to affect some of the outcomes in the playoffs, particularly early, you know, in the early rounds of the playoffs. Um, like, it, like it, let's say we get through this, right? We, we get through this in Orlando and, you know, the Lakers end up being on top. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine that if these teams played in their own stadiums with their own fans, that the outcome or that the the path traveled would be the same um, as it would be under you know under the bubble in Orlando. I I, I just can't imagine that. Yeah, I yeah I can't imagine giving like like. Like in your in your uh, uh, you know like I can't see the Pacers beating the Bucks and I and, and I don't even really believe in the Bucks but I can't see the Pacers beating the Bucks can't see it. No, I I agree with you there. I, I mean, I agree with that. yeah, the Bucks are just a better team. If 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 Giannis got to carry them <laughs> through you know through through the series, he I, would be I, able I to... totally agree with that. I totally agree with that, a hundred percent. All my point is is that the conditions are different. Neutral there's going to be there's going to be no fans. Yeah, you know, and, and and role players feed off of their own crowd, so you know that would possibly affect them as well. Neutral courts, um, and and they, they basically have gone through an off season, like from March eleventh up until now. This is about as normal off season. So these guys are basically they're starting a new season and they're only going to play eight games to determine who you know locks up playoff spots. Yeah. And it, it, it's just a, it's just a different kind of a thing, man. Like it's it's kind of like with baseball, and I'll kind of transition to that. It's just like with the sixty game schedule, right? So I heard somebody say this the other day where um, the Nationals in the beginning of the season last year in those first 60 games, their record was like um, like 20, like 20 something and, and 30 something. They were below 500 in those first 60 games. And 
you know, even in baseball, I think who gets to the playoffs and who's going to end up winning the title is going to be compromised because it's a short season. I mean, they've cut the season by almost two thirds. You're talking 60 games, which I mean, even some of the bad teams that are projected to be bad could have a good two great 60 game stretch where they have an above 500 record where maybe they do get to the playoffs and somehow, you know, a pitcher or two gets hot, um, a batter gets hot and, and anything is just kind of possible. But I think, um, but I think I mean, we, I think we, there, there are two differences when talking about baseball to basketball. One, no doubt, no um, doubt. One, uh, there, that the whole idea of a pitcher controlling a game and, and, and that dynamic that that's in baseball, that dynamic doesn't happen in basketball. And yep. one specific, and two specifically to the season, the NBA has been played. They were past half of their season. The teams yeah. who are the top teams have already established who they are. The middle teams have established who they are, and the bottom tier teams have established who they are. There is not a team um, that I've seen or heard, or there's nobody in the bubble mm-hmm. on the in the middle or 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 bottom tier of the NBA mm-hmm. that we feel like is like oh they about the you know like if like for instance. Um, my and shout out to my nephews because you know my nephews they do a podcast on YouTube and um I watched listening mm-hmm. to them talk the other day and um right. he was talking about the uh, the Heat's chances of going to the uh, going mm-hmm. to the finals and he spoke about how you know the Heat uh, they are they have fa- figured out a way to neutralize Giannis and they backed it up with stats and all this mm-hmm. fancy stuff but the but the as much as I like the Heat. They are mm-hmm. not going to the finals. They have already established their place in this league this year. Yeah, I think I agree that I mean I mean you don't have to look at the standings to see where everybody's at. Like right. I think I, I, I think even after these eight games, I don't see much uh change happening within those standings, probably with the exception of maybe maybe the Sixers uh, somehow, you know, get a top four seed or something like that. That might be the only uh, great change that might happen within these eight games. But here's another thing that I, I forgot to mention when it comes to some of the things that have changed within the bubble. Um, what if certain players during these eight games or even during the playoffs, what if some of these players who are critical in their team's run Get the virus, right? Okay, and, and they and they and they and they got a quarantine for okay. two weeks. Now, yeah, okay. Now, now, now that's a good variable. Now that variable, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, right. That, and, I'm and, with and, that and again, and and it's not to say that and it's going to change it happens. My, right, and it's not to say that it's changing my prediction. I still think the Lakers are the team that's going to eventually win it. But what if Anthony Davis right. gets? Right, the, that, the virus. The Lakers would not win the finals if if that happened. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, what if what if Kawhi Leonard um tests positive in the first round and they and they get knocked out by a Dallas Maverick team yeah. mm-hmm. that's got you know young you know young cats yep. who want to come up. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like there's so many like there's so many things that you know you, you got to consider, and I, I just think it's more it's more. 
wide open, I think, during this um, unprecedented time than it would be if things were normal. I think I think that's the only point that I'm I'm rocking with you on that point and that point alone. If somebody gets to, if somebody tests positive, if LeBron, mm-hmm. God forbid, tests positive, or uh, Kawhi, as you said, or Giannis, God forbid, or James Harden, God forbid, or Bradley Beal to a lesser extent, because I don't think the Wizards are going anywhere. But you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? A star, or right, you know, right. yeah, that that. What if changes. what if Joel Embiid? What if Joel Embiid tests positive in the first round and they get knocked out by the Pacers? Uh, they, I well. I'll leave that to myself, but you know what I'm they, they might get knocked out by the Pacers anyway. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I'm feeling about the Sixers, but and you, you, know. you are you putting some bread on that? Yeah, I, you could convince me. Okay, you could convince me. Okay. Let's be clear. I don't okay. believe in that team. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, look, I, the the Sixers they got they got no outside shooting. I mean, we we already know what the deal is there, but. I mean, for them to lose to the Pacers, that that would they would Brett Brown would have to get fired in Orlando if mm. that happened. Yeah, and <laughs> look, look, that would that would have to happen. I, that team will probably get broken up. I could, I could, I could be convinced to put money on that. Only and the only reason I'm saying no right now is because Old Depot ain't playing. But I, I mean, but it's not even like the Pacers were bad with him injured. So, yeah, they weren't. They weren't bad. They were. They were good. They, they they were a good team. I mean, they played team ball. I mean, those guys' chemistry yeah. was. It was some dope chemistry they had. And he's but, not a dominant. Like, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole this late into the podcast. Bonus, you got you got the minus the bonus I, over and beat. No, I, I no, but I have, but but could he could he neutralize him enough and counteract enough of it where the team ball could be you know could shine over Embiid? Yeah, that could happen. Uh, uh we'll see, we'll see. I I do think if that could were they, to happen, if if they were to play, that would be a seven game series. Could they could they rough up Embiid enough where he gets frustrated and and not have a good outing in that series? That could happen. Yeah. Yeah, good good point. Because after good that, and, and trust me, trust me. After that happens, you telling me you gonna leave it into the hands of Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons non shooting ass? Yeah, all right. I yeah, you could convince me. Don't get and, it. And who's the, and and who could shoot the ball on the Pacers? I'm I'm trying to think of that roster. All right, who, who who could shoot on the Pacers? Um, I don't don't trust me. I don't don't pull me. I'm sure they have a shooter somewhere. I I don't know. Let me say that I don't know. I know uh, that the, the, white Pacers boy, look, the white boy ain't there no more. The Pacers look like a more complete team than the Sixers. Obviously, talent wise, the Sixers are a better team, but yeah. uh, they're one of the more disappointing teams when you look at you know what they should be versus yeah. what they are now. Yeah. Even though their record is still good, yeah, yeah, I could see that upset. You could convince me to make that. You could, you you really could convince me to do that, man. I, I I would I would so bet against that in a heartbeat. Yeah. There, there's just in my in my vision, there's just no way that the Pacers are are beating the Sixers in a first round series. Health health for health. If both teams don't lose guys, I I, I just can't see that. Yeah. You, you got else? anything else? I don't, man. I don't, man. And we're coming up on our our, our time marker that we've been trying to hit for five years. 
Well, I'm just going to make two points. Um, there's a story about a uh, former Penn State guard, um, Razier Bolton, who posted on Twitter that um, he left the program for another college. Um, I think it was last year. Um, he says that um, Coach Pat Chambers had made a remark um, regarding a noose in one of their, I guess, team meetings or whatever. I think it was more like a one-on-one between him and the coach. And um, there's, and I'm, I don't have time to go through all this, but um, his statement about it is on his Twitter. Uh, you can read it. Um, it basically describes how um, that decision um, of him leaving Penn State um was as a result of what his coach was saying in regards to that. So um, there appeared to be another form of racism in in the locker room, you know, w- within these colleges, if you will. So um, so folks, check you know check his uh, Twitter out, man. Um, I, I I thought um, I thought it was pretty interesting to read there. So and and one more thing I got, man. I I just can't get enough of uh maya moore and what she's done um since you know since she stopped playing WNBA basketball you know for the last couple of years uh last week uh jonathan irons officially was released from prison and was met with his family yeah and it was it was videotaped and everything um, he, he was interviewed by um, one of the cameramen. Uh, Maya Moore stood next to him, uh, very proud. I mean, even she was choked up at, you know, the visual of him embracing his family at that moment. Um, Ma- Maya Moore is is a legend just in the, you know, in the landscape of not just sports, but just in the landscape of just social injustice and the commitment that she made to getting this guy out of prison for a crime that he did not commit for a crime that, um, you know, where evidence was not found, um, of him doing what they claimed he did. And so her commitment was just excellent throughout all this man. And I hope that whether she decides to go back and play basketball or not, that she continues on this path of getting the next, black man out of prison for something that he didn't commit i'm i'm looking forward to more guys who are innocent but were you know claimed to be guilty being released from prison facts and she shouldn't come back yeah and i don't have a problem with that i don't have a problem and let me not say and let me not say shouldn't because if she want to play ball by all means but Mm -hmm. um but yeah she she's doing the work right now and um, unfortunately, you know, much like Ka- Colin Kaepernick, and if he wants to play great, look, man, you're doing fine. You're doing just fine. And you know what? You know, we, we talked about it with Pop earlier. Maya Moore has won titles in the WNBA. She's been a league MVP. She's been an all-star MVP um, from high school. Um, she was great. In college, she won so many games in a row under um, Gino and that crew. Uh, got a couple titles with UConn. Like she, she's a Hall of Famer now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. Like there's nothing else that she can do to prove 
her worthiness of her standing within basketball circles. There's nothing else that she could do to prove that. Facts. Facts. So. Well, listen here, man. Let me say thank you to all of the listeners in the chat room. Shout outs to everybody in the that will listen on demand. Make sure you follow us at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You can follow me at Maestro Styles. You can follow Trey at Trey Frazier on Twitter. You can follow me at Maestro Styles. You can follow Trey at Barbershop SPOR2. Uh, please like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube page. For Trey Frazier, this is Maestro Styles. And just in case you didn't know, they still haven't arrested Brianna Taylor's killers. See you next week. Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wow, that's pretty cool. But those glasses kind of make you look like your Uncle Bob. Oh, not exactly the look I was going for. Um, okay, how about these clear glasses? Oh, or these round ones? Very on trend. I like both on you. You know, I also like these aviator sunglasses. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenny.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at 695